This is the Sermon Podcast for Christ Lutheran Church in Duncannon, Pennsylvania. You can find us online at clcduncannon.org. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you, brothers and sisters, from God our Father and the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I sometimes hear about churches that are giving out iPads to try to attract new members, and I cringe. It's helpful to hear about other congregations. We're all in this together. We all have the same goal and the same God, and we can learn from one another, get new ideas. But we can also find ourselves in positions of jealousy or of judgment. Or we can break those last two commandments about coveting, thinking, if only we had that gym or that youth group, etc. When people are interested in joining this church, I like to sit down with them and talk about their lives of faith and the life of the church. We read together the account in Acts 2, the one that we heard this morning that Carol read, the very first Bible reading. So... To set the scene of what was going on right before this passage, the Holy Spirit descended upon the apostles as they were gathered together for Pentecost. This is all after Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension. The Holy Spirit came upon the believers. They were filled with the power of God, and it was the beginning of the church. So then, at the So then at the end of Acts 2, so at the beginning of Acts 2 is the Pentecost story. At the end of Acts 2 is this reading that we hear. And if you'd like, you can get your bulletin out and look at it and follow along that first reading from Acts 2. So this is the best description we have for the very first church, the very first gathering of God's people, of the believers of Jesus Christ, who were empowered by the Holy Spirit. We hear in this passage what the early church's actions and habits and practices were. And there was nothing flashy or complicated about what they were doing together. 
It was nothing fad-like. So if you look there at the passage, you can see what some of the things, their practices, uh, were characterized by. So they were learning about scripture. They were dedicated to the apostles' teaching. They were breaking bread, praying. They came together and held all things in common. And they sold their possessions, gave to all as any had need. And they spent a lot of time in the temple. They broke bread together. And they praised God. Even still today, these are the most fundamental elements of our life together as the church. These practices still guide us. This is like a blueprint for our life together as the church. And we can appreciate this guidance. There are a lot of creative and unique ways of going about these practices, but ultimately the most basic parts of the church are still these practices. They are the bedrock of our life together. If you think about our committees here at Christ Lutheran Church, they're modeled after these practices. The people dedicated themselves to teaching. That's our Christian Education Committee. The people broke bread together and ate together. That's our Fellowship Committee. The people spent time in the temple and in prayer together. That's worship and music. They sold their possessions and gave as any had need. That's social ministry. And I'm sorry, property committee, you're just not really mentioned here, but I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure they were caring for their buildings in some manner. <laughs> and the Acts passage tells us that the people dedicated themselves to these practices. That can also be translated as they attached themselves to, or they persisted, they held fast. These basic parts of life together required commitment and resolve. It wasn't always easy or pleasant or what they would have chosen to do, I'm sure. There was sacrifice involved in their practice of being the church together. They probably didn't always get along or like each other. They probably had their doubts and concerns, and they were probably times that they felt wooed by the ways of the world. But they persisted in these acts of prayer, learning, worship, eating, and serving. We also hear what the church's attitude was like. If you look at that Acts 2 passage, we hear that the people had glad and generous hearts. They weren't going through these actions like it was drudgery or like it was a life sentence. The, cho- the church was rejoicing. They were glad to be going about this. They were praising God. They were looking outside of themselves. And then we hear from this passage what God was doing in their midst. These simple actions, their humble spirits, and their great resolve were being used by God for great purposes. They were like good soil in which God was bringing about growth. We read that all came upon everyone. Many wonders and signs were being done. And we read that the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This Acts reading is a beautiful description of the early church, the basics of the faith, and the fundamental elements of our life together. But of course, the true foundation and cornerstone of the church is our saving God, 
the God we know as the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the thread that runs through all of the life of the church from that first century until today is faith in the saving power of Jesus Christ made known to us through the Holy Spirit. Christ is what gives us meaning and purpose. As the John reading tells us today, Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus is the one who lays down his life for the sheep. And we are the sheep. Jesus calls us by name. He leads and guides us. We know his voice and we follow him. The practices of the church help us to know the voice of Christ. Help us not to follow any strangers or bandits or thieves. But ultimately, it's not our practices as the church that save us. It is the redeeming love of God. I'm thankful for the community of faith here at Christ Lutheran Church. I'm thankful for our new members. And I hope that we commit ourselves daily to the acts of faith, learning, serving, worshiping, eating, and praying together with glad and generous hearts. We'll never be a perfect church, but so long as Christ is here giving us life and a life abundant, then we can do without the iPads. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>